0: Welcome to the Long Come Norwich podcast. Chelsea are the second league visitors to Carrow Road this season and I've been speaking to Blues podcaster Matisse Armani about what he thinks we should expect from Super Frank's troops this weekend and quite what they've made of us Norwich lot so far as well. Enjoy. Matisse, thank you for joining us. It's been quite the awkward start for Chelsea. Heavy defeat, lots of travel to play in the Super Cup, a good performance against Liverpool, but then a disappointing result at the at the weekend. So what mood do we find Chelsea fans in this weekend?
1: Um it's it's pretty uplifting to be you know, pretty surprising. Now I think that's mainly because we've played two very good teams. Um the Leicester game actually, despite the scoreline being a draw, we was as a fan base, we were far more disappointed with the performance against Leicester than the one against Manchester United because against Leicester we were, you know, we were good for 20 minutes, but then we kind of fell apart and they started to dictate the game. Leicester have a very good midfield. Um, it's the reason why a lot of t- um, pundits have been saying that they could push for the top six to break in. Um, I don't think that will actually happen, but they were really good. So so Chelsea, you know, we're in transition. We have a lot of young players coming through, a lot of um, players from the academy that have come back from loan and whatnot, and obviously a manager who's only in his second season in in full management so there's a lot of patience at the club i feel um but also what there isn't is from a section of fans there's not you know a blind support there will be criticism for frank if we don't start to get results because you know we should be winning you know the games that are upcoming especially you know sheffield united is coming up soon as well we should be winning games like that so i think there's patience there's a lot of there's calm um but that's just because the performances have been decent the liverpool one was really good and man united one was really good as well
0: Yes, I did actually see. I, I didn't see the Liverpool game, but I did see a fair bit of the the Man United game. Um, and yeah, the, the score line was did, didn't reflect the the balance of play at all in, in that game. Um, but, but going back to kind of the patience, w- what's the minimum that, that Frank will need to do this season? You know, if it is if it is a bit more of a struggle than than is ideal, and, and if it is you know if you are just outside the top four, a bit further outside the top four after two three months. what? what would be a, an absolute minimum that he'll need to do to to keep the fans on side this season
1: i think some fans are really they they've got a lot of patience now, probably more than me um, but that's just because i'm i'm able to you know distinguish the player from the manager i don't want to um, combine the two and, and and get lost in that because if you do you, you become you know, less um, objective with what you're what you're actually wanting, because I've seen fans say on national like on national radio say that they'll happily get re- relegated with Lampard, and I'm just like, no, that's 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 not going to happen. So, I, for me, I predicted us to finish sixth. I don't expect us to get in the top four. I think every team above us um, in the top six is a stronger team. They've obviously boosted their squads in the summer. We wasn't able to do that, so we have to be realistic in that regard. So, if he finishes sixth, seventh, I think that's that's kind of the expectation. That's kind of a solid season from him. And it's, you know, it's crazy coming from a Chelsea fan that, you know, we could even say that, but we've just lost Hazard. Um, you know, we've just lost another player in Louise who was pretty influential in the dressing room. And we have a our, the average age of our squad has decreased big time. Um, there's a lot of players that have never even played in the Premier League before, such as Tammy Abraham, Mason Mount, um, Reese James. So... And, and these are kind of, and if you, if you look amongst the fan base, these are the players that we're actually pinning, especially Reese James and the likes of Hudson Odoi, who's only really been here for half a season. Um, Loft is cheek when he comes back. A lot of, a lot of players and we're actually pinning them to almost save us because, you know, and almost make our squad 10 times better and um, display some of the seniors. And as, as good as I think they are, I think they're quality young players and I'm really excited to see them. They're going to be inconsistent. They're not going to be, you know, they're not going to be your, your prime reliable experienced players. So, there's going to be dips, and when there is, that's where we're going to come unstuck. And then if, you, if you've if you seen us, we've been pretty poor defensively in preseason. The whole of preseason, we've conceded goals. Um, we still have to get our combination of centre-back right, where we're playing the offside trap, how we even mark from corners. There's a lot of basics that we haven't even got pinned down yet. Um, and then in attack, we don't have a world-class striker as well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going around 6th, 7th, because there are some strong teams outside the top six as well.
0: Cool. It's annoying that my home phone is going. Bearing in mind that uh, one person in the entire world has the home phone number, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that that'll be the mother-in-law. Um, <laughs> so she's the only one who ever rings it. But but there you go. I'll I'll leave it in for a bit of uh, reality um, for, for, for the listeners. So you, yeah, you're talking. You, you kind of mentioned uh, previously about the fact you couldn't strengthen your squad. Um, could you just enlighten us, those that haven't been following, uh, haven't kind of uh, come out of their drunken stupor after winning the league last year, and haven't really had the chance to read about what's happening with with other clubs? Um, to talk us through it. That the transfer ban, why it's there? Do, do the who do the fans blame for it? It'd be interesting to hear a kind of Chelsea fans' take on that. The
1: interesting thing about it is most times you have a situation like this, you'll hear a club announcement. Yeah. So when Barcelona or Atletico or Real Madrid or any big club have these issues with FIFA, um, you hear a club announcement, you hear some sort of statement. Chelsea really didn't provide any of that the whole time this was going on. All the fans, all the media, everybody knew what was going on. Everybody knew that we were under threat from this ban. Um, and of course, we went to, um, went to Kaz as well and tried to, you know, try to get overturned but I think the the general consensus around the issue was and what seems to be reported of course because Chelsea haven't said anything is that we didn't accept the ban for what it was when we was first initially given to it by FIFA for signing underage players we didn't admit our wrongdoings now obviously who's in the wrong no one really knows but whether whether FIFA have been really harsh with us and given us such a long ban in comparison to to clubs in the past or whether we actually did do something that was worth the two-window ban. But as you've seen with Manchester City recently, they did the same thing as us, but because they admitted being wrong in the situation, they actually only got a, a fine of like three hundred and seventy thousand Swiss francs or something like that. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. the 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 um, the difference in terms of the punishment is huge um, from FIFA. Whether you accept it, or the, accept your wrongdoings, or you don't, that seems to be the precedent they're setting. Um, from a fan's perspective, I, I I'm kind of, I am good. I don't really know who to blame because they haven't really said they haven't really told us what's happened or what's gone on. They haven't told us what route they tried to take to try and get it overturned or the specifics about it. But um, the fan base of you know we were obviously really angry at the time when we found out we was going to be missing the transfer window because obviously we wanted to sign players um, and that was when Sari was still here and Sari does have pulling power um, as we was able to sign Pulisic in January. We was able to sign Jorginho, Kepa players that. You know, Manchester City were interested in they joined Chelsea because of Sarri's pulling power the attacking football everything that he brings um, and with him leaving and we're coming into a transfer window um, under a ban with Frank Lampard it's a different ball game because his emphasis his pulling power probably isn't as strong because he hasn't got such a such a you know depth to his coaching history of course he was a player and there's gonna be a lot of people that want to play for him but there wasn't a clear direction of how we're gonna go about it so bringing in the likes of Jody Morris back, Peter Cech, um and bringing in more, you know, club personality back to the the, the backroom staff and, and making it feel a little bit more, you know, Chelsea in that respect and then bringing back the youngsters. I don't really, you know, as as annoying it is to miss the to miss the transfer window and see like De linked with Tottenham and really quality players linked with top clubs and it definitely we would have been stronger if we had the transfer window. Um I'm I'm kind of over it now because at the end of the day, I can see what we're trying to do, what path we're trying to go down, um, and we've managed to, you know, sell a lot of players as well in this window to really boost up our transfer kitty for next summer. So, if we can get to next summer <laughs> and hopefully be in Europe in some capacity, then we should be we should be fine.
0: Yeah, it's, it's interesting. You mentioned the the changing of the guard from getting younger players uh, to kind of displace the older ones, um, and and how you appreciate that there's more of a Chelsea identity there now not because of a transfer ban but purely because of not having any cash and and, and not having a, a super rich owner and needing to be um, self-sustaining as a club. Um, that's very similar to the experience that that the Norwich fans have actually been through and um, so again, completely different context but uh, actually our we, we found last season that we've been a lot more patient. Um, and 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 actually, we could we recognised the type of football that we were trying to play, and we recognised the fact that we were we were leaning into younger talent more. And, and you know, you'll and um, you'll see through um, three academy uh, young lads playing as as part of our standard back four tomorrow. Yeah, um, Axar one of them, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's top class. But I mean, as is, you know, as is Godfrey, as is as is Jamal Lewis, and um you there is no doubt that you will give you know when you when you're able to sing he's one of our own etc which yeah. is you know in the case of all three of them it's not quite true uh, <laughs> Luton did, Luton did great and we we spent a few hundred thousand and said thanks we'll polish him up from here um, <laughs> but, but at the same time when you've seen their you know their senior debuts and, and we're the first club they've played you know higher level football for there is no doubt that you will just give them more 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 space than for example um Uh, Joe Joe Linton, however you pronounce it, the Newcastle lad who they've spent £40 on, who was getting catcalled in the first half from the Newcastle fans last week um, when he's misplacing passes and not holding the ball up. Because, well, if you turn up with having been someone spent 40 million on you then actually yeah. you need to be shit up from from minute one you, you you can't grow into a game you you, you cost me 40 million pounds <laughs> um whereas whereas when you when you have got those younger lads who you think well look this is their first taste of premier league action or you know this is their first time at this level um, then actually, if they are a bit naive um, in, in front of the cop, um where plenty of far more seasoned professionals have have conceded four goals than the young lads that we had doing it a couple of weeks ago, then actually you go, do you know what? Dust yourself down. We played some good football. Let's go again against Newcastle. And that, that result last week just made everyone feel um, vindicated uh in, in taking the positives and you know there was there's that those of us that skew slightly negative were were a little bit worried that um, oh maybe liverpool had just taken their foot off the gas and they they've got their four goals so of course they're gonna let us play. But actually if you if you look at it when it was only one nil and early in the game, we had a couple of chances and we were correct we, we were playing the same football when they were still, you know, trying to fly at us as we did in the second half. Um, and that has given some that has given some fans maybe slightly false confidence going into the Chelsea game. Um, but, but let's have it right. Um, the, the, the Chelsea fans must be looking at this. And I think it's Sheffield United's either your next game or the game after. Um, and, and so therefore, you must be looking at that as six easy points. I wouldn't have thought that Norwich have done enough in the first two um, games that you know fans might have watched on, um, on Match of the Day or whatever um, to, to give Chelsea fans any problems. They must be travelling feeling very confident.
1: No, we're, not. we're actually, like, from what I've seen from our fan base, we're not entirely confident, um, and that's because of, you know, the performance you put in against Liverpool. Um, a lot of our fans watched that game because, of course, you, you guys were coming up soon on our fixture list, and, you know, the general consensus, everyone was very impressed with how Norwich played at Liverpool, um, especially the first game of the season. You, you know, you'd have every right to maybe go there and not be fully at it, but you, you guys played really well, and it was another game where the scoreline wasn't really just justified. Um and Chelsea are really, Chelsea fans are really critical of their own team, you know, we're not one of these, not really a group of fans that tend to get um, overconfident or, you know, hyped up about our, our own team, at least from what I've seen on, on Twitter anyway, and, and at games in the last the last couple of years, maybe because we've been humbled, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but there's definitely not an overconfidence, um, I'd say Sheffield, Sheffield United. Probably there, there will be, you know, a lot of confidence going into that, depending on this game. I think the the only thing that's coming from this game is that it's a must win. Um, of course, we've been unlucky now the first two games, but at some point you need to just get the points on the board. Um, and regardless of how we play, we, it's just one of those games where everyone's like, we need to go and get three points. Um
0: You've yeah, that's the it. advantage we've got. The advantage we've got is because because we've already got a great performance at Anfield in the bag, and we haven't got to go there again this season. And because we've got the first three points at, at home in the bag, it means that actually, um, we're we're back into free hit territory tomorrow. Um, if 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 Chelsea um, win and this, the score is within a couple and we cause Chelsea loads of problems and we will score, I mean that yeah. will happen. Uh, Puki will score. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I mean that, that will just occur. You, you know. Oh, got, I, I have
1: no doubts about you've that. Got sh- you've got a shaky,
0: you've got shaky defence, and and we've got the, you know the finished goat. So yeah. um, when you when you've got when you've got that kind of goal threat and the number of chances that we've been creating against decent teams, you you're, you're, you feel confident that you'll get a goal, but we're lucky that it isn't must win for us it, 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 because we won the Newcastle game and because we've got West Ham coming up, you know, no disrespect to them. But again, they're, they're on our list of teams where you go, yeah, we, we can get something there. Um, it, it just means that, that a Chelsea team who really need a win, because you can't go three league games without a win, even if you're Frank Lampard yeah. um, at the start of the season. It means that if, if we put a good account for ourselves and don't quite come out with anything other than a good performance, that's kind of OK for us. Whereas I almost think that might play into our hands in that we can play with that same um, joy of even and, um, and that same kind of uh, careless attitude that we played at, at Liverpool when we we're three, four nil down yeah. as we can against Chelsea. Whereas I think it might hurt Chelsea, even if you get one, two up and we're still running at you and we're still playing in that way and the crowd haven't turned because they won't. Um, that could also maybe put a few nerves in the Chelsea lads' heads and think, "Oh, hang on." Especially if we nick one and, and get it back to two-one or whatever. So, yeah, I, 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 I have predicted a, I have predicted a defeat just because I, I just can't see a world in which Chelsea lose the first three games of the season, um, you know, in the league. Um, but there is, there is part of me that thinks we, we because we're bound to score, that we might just nick something.
1: Yeah, I mean. Especially with Puki up front. I mean, I've got him in my fantasy team. You know, the guy's a killer. Yeah, <laughs> the guy's a killer. Yeah. Um, and, and considering now what we seem to be starting, Tammy Abraham, who I've been, you know, mixed in impressions so far. I was never really, um, you know, if again, if we're not under a ban, I would have loaned him out. It's just it's a case of a lot of players that are in our squad. Um, you know, he's he's pressed really well. But, you know, in terms of finishing, he hasn't been very good. And he's definitely not looking like as if he's up to the level. Um, but of course, he received some some crazy abuse in the last week. So the fans have kind of riled, but rallied behind him. Um, and we're just hoping that he he can get off the score sheet and, and score because he has been unlucky in games. Um, but as you're saying with your team, we, we have a lot of defensive issues. Um, they kind of came from last season. We was one of the worst teams in the league at scoring and conceding set pieces. That's that seems to be a massive weakness for us. And another problem we have in our team is we don't have really any leaders in the team. It's a very young team, and then the senior players that are there, um, most of them aren't leaders. You know, most of them probably, if they don't get game time, are going to have you know strops and whatnot, as you saw with Louise heading out the door to our rivals. So, it's it's not a team that can go two up and see the game out, is what I'm what I'm saying. In preseason, most of our games were high scoring. Um, we conceded a lot of goals. We scored a lot of goals. It was kind of Liverpool, their first season under Klopp where they just went gung-ho every single game and that's kind of what we've seen so far this season against Leicester we pressed really really high really energetic in the first 20 minutes and that's off the back of a Liverpool game where we played 120 minutes and it was kind of naive it was kind of immature it was kind of inexperienced it was great to watch in the first 20 minutes because we scored but you could see that was going to happen in the in the next you know in the next 70 that we were going to drop the the levels in energy and it was going to come back to So it's not the most mature team it's obviously the more talented team but it's football anything can happen and i think that's why a lot of chelsea fans are are very cautious and not worried so to say but definitely cautious because like i said you have a good team you definitely have a good and you have threats as well
0: yeah i think it's going to be it's going to be fascinating really the um the, going back to the you know, lack of leaders in the team um uh, absolutely over the moon to hear that Cante uh, might not be playing, um, and that, that was that was what Lampard <laughs> said. Like literally, Norwich Twitter just uh, me as soon as that came out of Frank's mouth, Norwich Twitter said, "Oh, might might have a chance tomorrow." This 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 suddenly got more interesting because uh, he he is someone who. Um, y- we had the uh, coach Dave Carolone, who's been all round, all round uh, the leagues, um, Norwich, Stoke, uh, Birmingham, all, all, all different places, um, and he's great talking on 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 what to do to stop Norwich. And he's saying that you have got to lean on Mo Leitner. you've got you've got to stop Norwich playing, you've got to break up Norwich's rhythm, uh, and you've got to you've got to obstruct Mo Lightner from just strolling through the park, knocking the ball around, and mm. Kante's ability to. Um, be a deep-lying midfielder but also sort of be really really high in the press and then all of a sudden suddenly he's back in position again yeah. um I think uh if he if he isn't there then uh, the likes of a and Mount etc that I'm not anywhere near as, as fearful of, of them being able to stop us moving the ball around as I am you know one of the greatest players currently on earth at obstructing the other team playing yeah and um, so see so yeah, I think that that could be key but I mean I think he said it's gonna they were gonna give it 24 hours so presumably he'll travel he's traveled with the squad and they're gonna see how he is in the morning mm. well to be
1: honest he wasn't he, he played 120 minutes with a knock against Liverpool um and then and then he actually started the Leicester game so I, w- I was kind of surprised to see him start even I, I did predict it just because I knew he was going to be crucial to stopping Leicester counter-attacking and even still we conceded a lot of chances. Um, and there's been a massive, you know, misconception that Kante can stop all of our problems. The, the problems that we have at, at Chelsea with the way we defend and the way we're countered and the way we leave space in particular between the the, the front line and the midfield, when you're attacking, you know, you'll probably see that because I highly doubt they've sorted all the problems already, but it's a shape issue. Um, and Kante, as you said, he presses so high up the field and that's what a lot of pundits get wrong. They think he's a holding midfielder who sits there, reads the game and doesn't move. He's one of the best in the world at getting around the pitch, stopping, you know, pressing a holding midfielder, someone that you'll have trying to dictate play, pressing that person, win the ball, up the pitch, um, kind of how it was done for Ndidi's, you know, mistake against Leicester as well. And then we capitalise on the counter. And again, if we're being counterattacked, he's the best person at coming back and making a recovery tackle. Um, and, you know, if we were... If we were, you know, perfect in the way that we built up our play and every person suited the the system that we're trying to trying to play, which is, you know, quick, but keep the ball and then move through move through the lines really quickly and, and press the opposition really highly, kind of how, you know, Klopp wants Liverpool to do and he's kind of perfected it now, then missing Kante wouldn't be such an issue. But because we're not suited perfectly to how we want to play, there's a lot of players that don't really suit it. There's a lot of players that are... Suited to a counter-attacking system under Conte and Mourinho, that are still at the club, we're going to lose the ball, and that means when we lose the ball, we need to make recovery tackles, and that's where that's where Kante comes in. I think the key to the game for us, um, and I think it, it's going to be interesting to see who starts, even Mount or Barkley, because Barkley had an amazing preseason. I mean, amazing um, to the point where you know I was never Barkley's, you know, biggest fan, mainly not because of ability, just mainly due to the fact that he's been inconsistent he seems to need arm around the shoulder he seems to you know need to be looked after for him to even perform anywhere near where he needs to play um but he's moved into back into his old position at number 10 where you know he had he had his success at Everton and he looked really good in pre-season he hasn't done anything in the league yet so it'll be interesting to see who starts him or Mason Mount um you know Mason Mount played against Leicester he got his goal but he wasn't particularly you know amazing throughout the game and didn't really create any chances. So there's a lot of things for him to improve on there. If Pulisic can finally, you know, really get him him, himself inserted into a game. He's had patches and glimmers of brilliance. If he can really assert himself on this game, I think that's where it can be won and lost because I don't think our goals are gonna come from the strikers. Um, you know, Bashwai could play, he did score a couple goals for the development team, but mainly our goals are gonna come from the midfield, the wing area. So if one of those guys can step up then we could be we could be in for a decent day, hopefully.
0: <laughs> um, so let's, let's, uh, let's go for a score prediction then. What, what do you reckon, uh, if, you, if you were to be he- held to it, what's the score going to be?
1: Um, I'm going to go probably
0: 3-2 Chelsea. Yeah. yeah, but both teams to score is the sensible oh. bet with Norwich every, <laughs> every game. Oh, 100%, yeah. I mean, I don't see us
1: keeping a clean sheet until maybe Sheffield United, to be honest. it's Our defence has been pretty poor. Really
0: cool. Yeah, I, I've uh, so far I've been I've, I'm I'm within a goal um so far through the first two games I've been pretty pretty close, uh, but I, I do think this will this will be Chelsea's kind of we 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 kind of we find our form and we, we get it all going and maybe Norwich's first slight time to to check themselves so I'm going to go three one, um but uh, but maybe with the third one coming quite late on so actually at uh, no point is it really comfy. <laughs> Yeah. Um, un- until maybe like a you know uh, like maybe that's why comes on and, and gets a, and, and gets the third and just kills off that potential of, of a comeback mm-hmm. um but I'm, I'm really looking forward to it so we'll we'll wrap up with um with the quiz you've got a minute to answer six questions as, as uh, so far um, john from the anfield Rap is leading the way with two out of six mm-hmm. uh, the, the less said about uh Newcastle's Andy's effort last last week the better so um you uh, your time Matisse starts. Now, who scored Chelsea's goal in the FA Cup replay at Stamford Bridge between Norwich and Chelsea in 2008? 2018, I beg
1: your pardon. Oh. Um, oh God. Replay.
0: Pass, I don't even know. Uh, Name one of the two players to also be sent off in that game for Chelsea. Not last season, the season before. Um... Uh, incorrect. Uh, which current Southampton player was the last Norwich player to score against Chelsea? <laughs> These questions are fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Pass. I have no uh, which Chelsea player was knocked out cold in a Premier League match with Norwich? John Ruddy cleaned him out. I'll move on. So you've got one more. We've got a team full of Germans, but you only have one. Who is it?
1: You've got a team full of Germans.
0: We've got a team full of Germans, but you've only got one German. Who is it? Oh, Rudiger. Yes, right, and that is your time up.
1: That was so tough. Yeah. What? Do, you, do are,
0: you
1: know what's um, funny? I've just come off. I, I did a um, podcast earlier in the week with my with my mate, and he had this show called Mastermind, and he did the similar type of questions. And I feel like they're so difficult to answer under pressure.
0: <laughs> yeah, there'll be people shouting out. Um, who you, you might get some grief, but so it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> so that, that 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 FA Cup replay, it was it was nil nil in the first game. Then we went to 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 Stamford Bridge and Michi Batschwi scored. Um, to, it was one one, and then it ended up going to penalties. Um, and in that game, uh, in the extra time, Pedro and Murata both got sent off. Um, it was in the last five wow. minutes, so it, it you know hardly affected the result. Both um, got sent off. Uh, Pierre Pedro got sent off in 117th minute and Murata got sent off on the 120th minute um, uh, just before penalties uh, I think they're both just tired <laughs> just had enough um, Nathan Redmond is the Southampton player who uh, was the last Norwich player to score against Chelsea oh, of course. Um, Didier Drogba got uh, knocked out when John Ruddy came out and, and punched him in the head last time Norwich were in the Premier League you got the really good one uh, ever, we didn't actually get to question six which was probably the hardest one in fairness Uh, which had named one of the Chelsea strikers to play the last time Norwich beat Chelsea which was 1994 Uh, and I would have given you Paul Furlong or John Spencer. And John Spencer, I don't even remember being being a human, but apparently he's a Scottish striker that played for Chelsea. Uh, so uh, no disrespect to the Spencer family. Uh, but anyway, Matisse, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you uh, have a really frustrating and unpleasant day tomorrow, uh, punctuated with a really disappointing lunchtime performance. But from, from four o'clock onwards, you have a really nice time. Uh, it's been a pleasure. And hopefully we'll speak again before before we uh, the, the teams meet up later in the season.
1: Definitely. Man, thanks for having
0: me on. It's been brilliant. Cheers. Take care. Bye now.